Hey guys, thank you everyone for the support, for reaching out already. It's been um, such a fun journey. We, just a little business, I wanted to let you guys know that we did change the name of our podcast. We changed it, the horse approves. We changed it from Ride With Your Tribe to Let's Ride because um, someone had messaged me when everything was... um, going on in the country and just said, you know, the name could be um, a little offensive to some. And we just wanted to err like on the side of caution. And um, our whole podcast is, you know, about riding and friendships and horse, but we also want to be super respectful of everyone. So we changed the name to Let's Ride. So ignore anything that says ride with your tribe. We'll let the um, other people use that hashtag and we're just going to move forward. Um, so the first episode is an introduction of how Shane and I met. It really is a great epic weekend. We're going to divide it up into a few episodes, just quick 15 minutes each. You can listen to them when you're, um, in the car, going to the market or just have a quick time. But thank you so much everyone for the support and we look forward to growing our podcast family. Let's ride. Everyone, so welcome to our podcast. We're going to give you a little introduction. Our podcast is Ride With Your Tribe. So it's different stories and adventures around horseships, relationships, friendships, philosophy, all that. Um, I'm Ned and I'm with Shane. And we met when Shane was, gosh, I think 15. How old were you? I was 15, just about to turn 16, I believe. Yeah, and I was probably 39, just about to turn 40-ish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> yeah. But it's important when you find people that share your philosophy and your kindred spirits, uh, especially about horses, that you guys uh, stick together because it just means there's going to be a lot of like fun and adventure happening. Um, a little back has no age limit. Yes, and a little background. I at the time that I met Shane had a children's horseback riding program in Hidden Hills. Hidden Hills is like a gated horse community. Um, in Southern California. Actually, the Kardashians live there now, but um, it had, back in the day, it was quite a booming horse community. There's three riding arenas. There's miles of trails. It's gated. It backs up to 8,500 acres of open space. So it's kind of like this horse utopia in the middle of the city. Um, And it's... It's the... It is, and it's the perfect place to raise riders, you know. I had a saying, like, Hidden Hills born and raised, you know. So, um, it's kind of a magical place. And how did we first meet you? We met me via Facebook, actually. This was even pre, this was pre, you know, catfish days, where you didn't really worry if people were, the people they say they were on the internet. (laughs) But, but, you know, I'm still a child at the time, so, you know, you have to take precautions. So, you had a bunch of young gals in your writing program, and one of them reached out to me, and, you know, I think when we were that age, we thought we were, you know, dating 
flirting or something, but my God, I was so gay and she was so, she was so wrong. Um, no, yeah. all the girls had a crush on Shane. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I befriended one and, and wanted to meet her and wanted to meet everyone. So finally, you know, we talked for a while before I finally made the trek down south. Um, at the time, I was living in Sacramento, which is, you know, California State Capital, if you're listening from upstate. And, um, yeah, yes. my mother and my, my mother and my grandmother drove me down so they could meet everyone to make sure that, you know, it was going to be safe. Stay fish. Not kidnapped. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not kidnapped. And so finally we did. Um, yeah, we drove down in the summer, and I remember getting, you know, I didn't really comprehend what Hidden Hills was at the time, and then, you know, you get to the gate, and the, the guard asks you all this information, and once you're in, you're kind of in, and there's, it's like a no-rules playground for someone my age, and it was exactly that. It was horses and riding and food and baths and, and hard work and driving minis around and asking yes. the Kardashians and, you know, all the, the crazy glamour that, you know, resides within those walls of Hidden Hills is kind of um, unimaginable when you're not used to it. Yeah, so, and that weekend um, was a really special weekend in Hidden Hills because um, there had been a... a child in Hidden Hills that had been diagnosed with cancer and was quite sick at the time, actually. And her family was kind of using that weekend to help fundraise and to like, you know, give back to the community. So my kids and every horse I owned and every kid in my barn was expected, you know, to give pony rides and kind of be part of the honor of that and that whole adventure. And that's literally what Shane walked into. Yeah. Which was going to Nedra's barn and riding with her. And if anyone has had the, you know, the privilege to get to do that, it is quite the experience. Prior to that, I was in a really structured um, show barn up north, and it could not, it was the antithesis to everything Nedra believes in, you know. And so to get down there and have no limitations on who you can ride and how you can ride and, and what you can do when you're riding was an out of body experience for me, and there was <laughs> no going back. Everything yeah. else became mundane all the other riding, all the other horses, it, it was a quick transition to drop a previous life and pick up this new one. And I'm so glad I did because I learned, I finally learned to really ride and what it means to really ride during those summers in Hidden Hills and then, and then onward. And we welcomed and so, him with open arms because he was such yeah. a natural rider, such a pretty rider. He was game for whatever we threw at him, and we threw a lot at him. <laughs> yeah, there was some hazing. You know, yeah, yeah, a little bit of hazing, a little bit of hazing. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I think for the most part, everyone enjoyed each other. And I mean, I definitely was like the new kid coming in on the turf. You know, everyone was incredible. I, you know, a few that stand out. You know, my God, Grace Fightchins is like a good friend, and she was wonderful right from the get go. I was probably stinky to her. Who knows? Same with Jordan. You know, Jordan Parr is now like a lifelong friend, and you know, we initially met then. Not right. Not my first trip. Actually, we did not. I did not meet Jordan, but later on in life, I met her, and you know, and now we'll be friends forever. Yeah. And, um, it's it's yeah, it's just crazy. 
where life, as we age, things become less important while other things become more important. And we all have our own path and we're all doing super amazing things. But I feel like I can confidently say that anyone who's ridden with Netra that was like a kid or a teenager is still riding today. I'm now 25 years old. So I've known Ned about 10 years and I ride every day. And, and I know a ton of other kids do too. And that's like, I mean, that's, I don't know, that just, that makes me emotional. It makes me like so happy because that's what I want. I just, you know, want to make riders. Like when I started teaching these kids, these five-year-old kids in Hidden Hills 20 years ago, I had one goal in mind. I wanted them to own and ride Arabian horses and I wanted them, but I wanted them to be able to get on any horse anywhere in the world and be able to ride it like that was that was my philosophy I wanted them to have every experience I had on horses growing up that means going to the beach riding in a gymkhana doing cross country going to horse shows going on trail rides galloping trail rides uh team penning team sorting I just wanted them to have an experience like for me it's all about the journey. I don't care what the destination is. That takes care of itself. It's in God's hands, no, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and it was so, and it was so rare because by the time Shane came to our barn, these kids had been riding with me 10 years. They could outride some trainers. I mean, they're, yeah. they're skilled and it's so rare. We would invite kids to ride with us and they'd usually get dumped. So, it was so incredible to have Shane walk in our gates yeah. and yeah. get on a horse and he could keep up with them and had had better equitation, had all this like technical training. Um, so it was just a match made in heaven. It really was limitless on what we could do with horses. And he never had fear and never, never came off, not even close. You know, I would get scared yeah. and pull him yeah. off a horse before he would get scared, you know? So, no, yeah. no, there's literally, that literally happened. Yeah. yeah. I won't say it on who, but yes. Yes, remember. you remember? Yes. I'm like, off, off, off. <laughs> but it's so funny and ironic to that whole sentiment is that, you know, I guess at this point, you know, you either, I guess I can use Jordan, my friend Jordan, as an example, and my good friend Maggie McCarthy as an example, because these two young women have, like, taken their hobby and turned it into, you know, a career. Maggie is, as you know, if you know her, a multi, multi-million, or not million, excuse me, this <laughs> might be that too, actually, a multi-national <laughs> champion winner. And, and not to mention, she's like multiple disciplines. She can do hunter jumper and, and equitation is like her forte, even if she doesn't love to do it anymore. She's like a beast. Yeah. And so we've all, and, and Jordan too, my God, she's won so many national championships and she's done all these nonprofits and, you know, she can write anything. And so that's amazing. And I feel like, and I guess the height of my equestrian career, and while it didn't last a super long time for personal reasons, you know, I was cast in Cavalia and it's so funny to me because I thought all of my technical training was going to be the reason why I would maybe get to be a part of this huge theater show and while it was a small part of it the biggest part was that I had no fear and I remember when I finally 
finally got to do the opening act of Cavalia. If you've ever seen Cavalia, it's an equine theater show with about 70 horses that travel internationally. It's a French-Canadian base, so they're based in Quebec. And and the opening scene to the show is this, it's kind of, I was part of the Odysseo, and it's a dream-based show. And the dream is around the idea that man discovers he can ride a horse. And the opening scene is, you know, me and a bunch of other actors in the show are on the floor while these horses are running around us in a circle so gracefully. And then one of them stops. And who, And it was always like a game between me and the fellow actors, like who got to jump on the horse first. And I remember it was like one of my last shows and my mother came down. And I finally beat the other guys to the horse. And and I jumped on the horse bareback, no halter, no bridle. I'm in my full regalia. And I was like, this is why. Like, this is where all my training took me, to this moment where I'm in front of literally 2,000 people. And I'm not coming off. There yeah. was no way. Yeah. And, and that felt really great. I was, I was showing off and showing out. And there was no it would just made sense i was so comfortable with nothing on and i feel like that's what you get when you ride in this program with Nedra. yeah thank you thank you i'm a i'm a big believer in you know when the kids were younger they all had to wear helmets and tall boots but tack was optional and i always said that you can get on that horse you don't even need to bridle it but you gotta have a helmet and boots on so yeah you gotta protect your um, in your brain <laughs> yeah and the kids in my barn i mean they it was like fighting with them to get them to put a saddle on if we had to practice for a show. They did everything bareback. They did, They schooled barrels. They jumped four-foot oxers. They, you know, everything they wanted to do. We'd have match races every Sunday in the 8,500 acres, and they all wanted to be bareback, you know, racing yeah. with their friends around the hills. Um, you know, and, and Shane was just so talented. I mean, I've seen Shane get on, you know, soaking wet Andalusian stallions at the beach and have these horses try and get him off. And it's like, they're, he's not coming off. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, yeah. it's so incredible developing a seat. You know, it, it, it just, it, it makes you limitless. It really makes yeah. you limitless. And that, that was yeah, my goal. Yeah. And no, so having really. Shane come into the barn was really serendipitous. It was so meant to be. He fit right in. He was, you know, the only kid that came to our barn that didn't get dumped. And um, the rest is history. It it turned yeah. into a, a great fun. And the next episode, we'll talk about that weekend because there was so much magic and stuff um, oh, happening oh, just man. that weekend. You yeah. know, just that weekend. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for joining us on the first podcast and getting to know us. And uh, we will see you the next time. Yeah, tune in. Thanks, everyone.